have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against God. So let's keep the word of God. You know, it is my, it is my hope that every one of us, we will grow more exceedingly this year by reading the word of God. Listen, that is my joy for you. That is my, that is my goal for you, for every one of you uh, to grow in the word of God. I mean, listen, when you are growing in the word of God, it will show on everything that you do as a child of God. But when you are not growing in the word of God, it will affect the church, it will affect your family, it will affect your spiritual life. So that is why we are encouraging you to get in the word of God. That, listen, I don't want to be the only one getting everything from the Bible. Amen? The Bible is for everyone. So if I have to be the only one getting things from the Bible, it is not something that is good as a pastor of the church. So please, and please, I'm encouraging us, let's find a way. Maybe you can just like 10 minutes every day or 20 minutes every day to read the Bible. Take your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter, I mean 1 Corinthians chapter 4. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. First Corinthians chapter 4. Take your Bibles to First Corinthians chapter 4. And if you are there, just stand up with me as we read together. First Corinthians chapter 4. If you are there, stand up with me as we read together. And we are going to read responsively. Uh, that means I'm going to read a verse. You are going to read a verse. Responsively. First uh, Corinthians chapter 4, uh, starting from verses 1 to 5. First Corinthians chapter 4. Verses 1 to 5. If you are there, just stand up, and we're going to read responsively. I read. Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Verse 2. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you of other man's judgment, of, 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 of man's judgment, yea, I judge not my own self. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness, and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. Then shall every man have praise of himself. The part of the scripture I want to focus on this evening, I mean this morning, is in verse 2. Moreover, it is required in his two words that a man be found faithful. That a man be found faithful. I want to talk about five neglected benefits of faithfulness. Five neglected benefits of faithfulness. Father, we thank you this morning for the Bible. We are here uh, to listen to your word. And we know that Satan is not happy. Whenever the word of God is being preached, Satan is not happy. He's having a headache right now because your people want to listen to your word. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, uh, that you will give us the hearts to believe your word and that we every, everyone this morning to understand the truth that will be spoken from your word. Father, I pray that you will use me as a minister, and use me as a preacher of your word to be of a blessing to your people. And we ask all of this in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, let's be seated. You know, 
over the 10 months ago, we decided to move to Akure here and to plant a church. And uh, there is not a single week or there's not a single day that I have personally not knocked on people's door and shared the gospel with them. You know, every single time that we have been here, not a single week or not a single time, I have not personally knocked on people's door and shared the gospel of Christ with people. Even though in the midst of difficult times, low results, and insult from people, you know, people will insult you, people will question your motives or why you are doing what you are doing. In the midst of all these things, Still, we are still proclaiming the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ faithfully without stopping. Now, a lot of times, we as a child of God, we are not seeing the importance of being faithful or we do not see the benefits of being faithful. And in the season that we find ourselves, we focus more on our goals. We want to reach our goals and dreams. You know, I believe every one of us, when we enter the new year, we have goals, we have dreams, we have things that we want to accomplish for ourselves, for our family, or for our job. So we have things that we want to get done. But sometimes we do not value the importance of being faithful because we have given our energy in searching or we are giving our energy in achieving the dreams and aims of this year. But it is easy to overlook what God wants us to do. That is being faithful. That is, there is a great value that God wants us to understand in being consist consistent and faithfulness over the time. I mean, we all know, every one of you, when I ask you, do you know that God bless faithfulness? You will say yes. That of course God bless faithfulness. But sometimes we forget how significant those blessings are in our lives. You know, if I tell you that, you know, do you, do you understand that God bless people's faithfulness? Yeah, of course. I believe that God bless, God blesses faithfulness. But we have forgotten the significance of those faithfulness. That is why I titled my message, Five Neglected Benefits of Faithfulness. Five neglected benefits of faithfulness. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 28 verse 20, the Bible says, a faithful man shall abound with blessings. Amen? A faithful man shall abound with blessing. Now, if the Bible tells us that a faithful man shall abound with blessing. Now, it is so important that God wants every one of us to be what? To be faithful. I mean, to be faithful means to be loyal to a cause. To be loyal to something. You see a lot of people today, they are faithful to football. Amen? You know, you will never see any football match that they will not watch. And you will see them, whoo, they will be jumping up and down. Even they can leave their family and watch football at night. You know, sometimes I used to do that. Amen? I used to do that. I'm going to repent. Amen? So, I, I mean, sometimes my wife will tell me that, don't go and watch football. When we're in the woman's house, don't go and watch football. But the football, even the football house, is just behind our house. My wife will still tell me that, are you going to leave us alone in the house and you know, and, and not watch football? I said, listen, I will come back. I will just escape and leave my wife and go and watch football. But I'm just saying that we are so, we are so loyal. We are so faithful to the things of this world. As you know, it all say in Kanye, you know, we show our loyalty, our loyalty to the things that are physical. 
We give our attention and we give much of our energy to the things of this world. But the Bible tells us that being a faithful man to the spiritual thing, the Bible says there is a blessing for you being faithful. Now, you, you may not be able to understand all the benefits, but I have five neglected benefits of you being faithful. The five neglected benefits of you being faithful. Now, it may not be the kind of benefit that you are looking for. You know, a lot of people say, you know, Lord, I'm faithful, give me money. It may not be that kind of benefit that you are going to receive. But there are benefits if you are faithful. Number one benefit I want us to consider at this morning is faithfulness develops faith. Faithfulness develops faith. Now, you will look at me there. What do you mean by that? Faithfulness develops faith. Now, now, a lot of times, you will not be able to understand how faithfulness can help your faith. But as time goes on, you begin to see that our faith is rooted and built because of your faithfulness. Now, if you want your faith to increase, you need to be faithful. No, our faith is rooted and grounded upon our faithfulness. A lot of people that have weak faith today, these are the people who are not faithful. They are not loyal. They are not, I mean, they are not consistent in what they are doing for the Lord. So God wants every one of us to understand that when you are faithful, it will build your faith. Do you want your faith to grow? Let me tell you something. I have learned over the years that when you are faithful, it will make your faith to grow. But a lot of times, we do not want to exercise faithfulness. That is why our faith are not growing. That is why our faith are not growing. We do not want to exercise our faithfulness. And that is why I say, don't just come on Sunday morning alone and think that is all what it takes for you to have it. But God wants us to understand that it requires faithfulness for your faith to grow. And look at the life of the disciples of Jesus Christ. Even the disciples of Jesus Christ, they followed him day and night. They followed Jesus Christ Day and night. But they still got to that point in, in, their, in their Christian life. You know what they asked Jesus Christ? They said, increase our what? Our faith. Now, if you want your faith to increase, if you want your faith to grow, it depends on your faithfulness. Christian, do you want to be faithful to God? Are you going to be faithful to your Bible reading? Are you going to be faithful to the church? Are you going to be faithful, I mean, to soul winning? Are you going to be faithful to the things of God? Are you going to be faithful to your prayer life? Let me tell you something. Faithfulness will develop your faith. The disciples of Jesus Christ that followed him day and night, everywhere he goes, they have seen him perform miracles, but they see God to that point in their life and say, increase our faith. Talk class of every one of us that we only show up on Sunday morning. We don't even, we really read our Bible. Even the disciples, they followed him day and night and they still look up to say, Lord, increase our faith. Because your faith will grow as a result of your faithfulness. When you think back to what challenged your faith in the hellish days of your work with the Lord, compared to what challenges is now, usually you can see the growth. You know, I remember when I became a Christian, 
I always tell this story. Let me tell you something. I don't know anything. I just became a Christian. I've been going to church. I mean, I became a Christian, real Christian. Amen? I'm not talking about the church going. I mean, I became a real Christian. You know, I used to go to church before. But when I became a real Christian, I don't know. Before even the pastor will come to church, I will be in church. I will set up everything. Even before they open the door, I don't know what happened. But I just know that every time I'm always there. Every time I'm always there. Every time I'm always there. But let me tell you something. I begin to increase more and more in my faith. Every time I'm always there. They stay, I'm always there. You have this program, I'm always there. Let me tell you something. Faithfulness is the key. Faithfulness is the key because it will grow. Even in your business world. Let me tell you something. Some of you that you have a business, sometimes you do not see any customer coming to your work or coming to get, I mean, get a job. But one thing that will keep your business growing is you go faithfully on, I mean, you go every, every day of the week, you open your shop, you do the same thing over and over and over again. Let me tell you something. One day, that faithfulness will pay. But if you wake up in the morning and say, oh, people will not come, I will come, I will go to shop at 12 o'clock. How would you expect your business to grow? The same thing in a Christian life. If you think, oh, you know, I don't think I should read my Bible today. Oh, I will read it tomorrow. But you will keep posting, procrastinating. Amazon, see what you do. Amazon, see what you do. Imagine Kaloni, my Kalola, $1,000. Imagine Kaloni, my Kalola. Imagine Kaloni, my Kalola. And you will postponing your growth over and over and over again. Let me tell you something. Faithfulness will grow your faith. Let me tell you something. You know, when you look at the mosque, the people that, I mean, people that, I mean, that, that have, six, what they call it, six park, right? They call them six park. They have this mosque, uh, like this, like a lot of mosques. So they call them six park. But you know, let me tell you something. These people with six park, you know something about them? They exercise. But the six park will not call one day. Amen? It takes long time exercising. Rojo Juma, woman lost gym. And before you see those muscles coming out, and you will see the muscles, but you know how long it takes for the muscles to come out. It's an exercise. Let me tell you something. I mean, if you want to do something great for the Lord, let me tell you something. It takes faithfulness doing it. I will say this and I will continue to say this. What helped me in my Christian life is faithfulness. I don't know about anything. You know what? I mean, when the youth was, I mean, when they did something while I was, I, I was, I was there in the show, and they asked me, "What is one thing that really helped you to grow in your Christian life?" I said, "One thing: faithfulness. Faithfulness, because there are blessings." The Bible says, "I mean, I mean, the faithful man shall abound with blessings." You cannot let me tell something. If you follow God, we will always get the benefit of being faithful. Let me tell you something. You will always get the benefit because it will grow your faith. That is the neglected benefit of faithfulness. You know, a lot of times we want something physical, right? But that is not your, all your faithfulness should depend on. Spiritual. It will increase your faith. It grows your faith. So faithfulness uh, grows our faith. Look at what the Bible says here in the book of Second, I mean Colossians chapter two, verses six to seven. Take your Bibles to Colossians chapter two, verses six to seven. Colossians chapter two, verses six to seven. Colossians chapter two, 
verses 6 to 7. Look at what the Bible says. Are we all there? Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 to 7. The Bible says here, As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in him. Now, it does not say when you receive the Lord, you stop. Amen? That is one thing I love about the Bible. Say, work ye in I want you to continue. Work. And an exercise. I want you to keep on moving. So, as ye have therefore received Christ Jesus, you need to work. Exercise your faith. Being faithful. That is how you grow. The Bible says, rooted and built up in him, established in the faith, as ye have been taught, abounding therein with thanksgiving. So when you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, faithfulness will increase your faith. Faithfulness will grow your faith. So I'm encouraging you now this morning, increase our faith. The Bible says faith comes by what? By hearing. And hearing by what? The word of God. How do you want your faith to increase? By consistently listening to the word of God, feeding on the word of God, hearing the word of God, learning from the word of God. That is how your faith will be increased. Now, if you are struggling with faith and you don't read the Bible, you look at the lives of so many great men and women in the word of God. This will increase your faith. You look at the life of Abraham. You look at the life of Isaac. You look at the life of Jacob. You look at the life of I mean, Job. All these people, you know what? When you read about them, what they went through, you know what you should do in your Christian life? It should increase your faith. How many of them did not go to troubles? How many of them did not go to trials? You know, everything in the Bible is for our admonition. It's for our learning. So God is telling us, in the book, in the Bible, that we need to be faithful. We need to be faithful. And when we are faithful, it will increase our faith. Amen? It will increase our faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That is number one. Number two, faithfulness proves the reality of God. Faithfulness proves the reality of God. It now, faithfulness proves the reality of God. You know, when a Christian continues, I mean, continues forward, despite opposition and setbacks, it sends a powerful message to others that God is trustworthy and able to sustain those who follow Him. Now, faithfulness will prove the reality of God. And we look at a lot of reaction, just like unbelievers, a lot of people when they go to trials and troubles, will react just like the unbelievers. But think about Paul and Silas. I mean, think about their life, Paul and Silas and the Philippian jailer. Now, the Philippian jailer did not ask Paul and Silas before the prison, what must I do to be saved? You know? When he asked them, what must I do to be saved? It was after. After he saw them, he experienced the miraculous power of God. After he saw them singing, despite the chains, despite what they went through, he saw them 
And he saw the miraculous hand of God in their lives. And after they said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? I have never seen what has happened in your life. So when you are faithful, even in spite of what you are going through, it will send a powerful signal to the people that, listen, this man, is that God is trustworthy. We can trust him. Because if he can hold this man, even in spite of what he's going through, we can be able to trust him too. So the Paul, I mean, the Paul and Silas, even though in the prison, they responded well to persecution, and their steadfastness through it, because of that, the Philippian jailer asked for help to his own spiritual need. The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 16, verses 29 and 30, Then he called for a light and sprang in, and came trembling. This is the Philippian jailer trembling after he saw what has happened. Philippian jailer, in verse 29 of Acts chapter 16. And because of the asked Paul and Silas, what must I do to be saved? And he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved in thine house. It is what they see in you that will give them the signal how great God is. You know something, I, I always tell people, I don't promise miracles. You know, if you come to our church looking for miracles, I don't promise miracles. But one thing I have seen, I have seen God answering prayers. Amen? I have seen God answering prayers in the lives of those who truly are faithful to him. And you don't need a miracle to believe in God. Because everything that God wants us to know is here in the book. Amen? It's here in the Bible. It's here for us to understand. It's here for us to see. So faithfulness will show the reality of God. Faithfulness will show proves the reality of God. Even despite of what you are going through, despite the trials, despite the difficulties, despite of what you are going through, I want to look at me. Faithfulness will prove the reality of God. Are you faithful? Listen, can people tell and say, wow, I want to be like that man? Amen. Let me tell you something. Look at the life of Job. He's one of my Bible characters in time of trouble. Even though his friends, when was so dore, once a full job we pay, I believe sometimes your friends will tell you and say, maybe because of your secret sin, that is why you are going through trials, or that is why you are going through unfortunate things that you are going through. You know, back in the days when God used, I mean, when God tells people, this is what I wanted to do, just like uh, we're talking about uh, Jeremiah. I mean, God said, I want to make you a signs and wonders. How many of you want God to make you signs and wonders? Are you? Really? You don't want God to make you signs and wonders? You want God to make you? Listen, I believe a lot of people today, when you ask God to make you signs and wonders, signs and wonders God, God wants to make you, I mean, God is really going to discipline you. God is going to use you as an example. Just like Jeremiah, it was a signs and wonders that people see Jeremiah like, Jeremiah, this is what you are going through. Sometimes we ask God, make me a signs and wonders. If God will make you signs and wonders to the world, it's not something that is really pretty. God will use you as an example of suffering, just like he did for Job. God will use you as, a, as an example of chastisement, just to show unbelief that you can be the kind of person that God wants us to be. So I'm telling you I mean, this, uh, this morning, this afternoon, 
That faithfulness will show the reality of God. How great God is. It will tell when you are going to trials. When you are going to troubles, are you still going to keep on keeping on? I mean, can people see the smile on your face? Ah, you to Tell me we become so unhappy. Inu wo ni do, ninu onti an la koja. But let me tell you something. As a child of God, God wants us to understand that faithfulness will show the reality of God. Faithfulness will show the reality of God. Amen. Number three, faithfulness builds family and relationships. Faithfulness builds family and relationship. I believe one time, I mean, one thing that we really have our, I mean, our church family is our faithfulness to God. Let me tell you something. Faithfulness will build your family. As you come together as family, you sit by your family. The father sits by the children. I mean, the father sits by the children. Faithfulness to God, faithfulness to the eyes of God, faithfulness to Bible reading, it will build family together. You know, faithfulness also builds relationship within the church. You know, as you serve the Lord together, you build a cordial relationship with one another. I have seen people building relationships. You know, I have, I mean, Brother Tokwe and Brother Paul, they've never met before, but they met here in the church, they build relationship, they visit one another, and so many of us here. So, you know, when you are faithful, it builds relationship, it encourages other people. That is why faithfulness builds relationship within the church. As you serve the Lord with, it, with the same people after year, the depth of friendship and fellowship in that relationship grows. You know, as we work together, as we help one another, as we work together and we, we fellowship with one another, I mean, the relationship will begin to grow. I, I began to think about the reason why God said we should not forsake the assemblies of ourselves together. In the book of Hebrews chapter 10. Does he ever down on you? In Jawa said, "Okay, can you tell all of us suffering? Okay, come and shake, call, okay, joke, or arasile." The Bible said, "We should not forsake the assembly of ourselves together." Why would God say that? Why would God tell us we should not forsake our assembly of ourselves together? Because there are blessings when you do not forsake the assembly. You see one another person that you can encourage. No one knows it all. Amen. Who see any tom matter? Now, you come to church, you learn from another person what you do not know. You know, in your Christian life, you learn the truth, you learn what you should know, you learn what you should not do through the assemblies of ourselves. You know, there, is a peop- there are people in the Bible, the Bible talks about these people, they have no thing to do with any other person. They isolated themselves. They said, you know, we can't fellowship, with, we can't go with these people. We can't go this, to these people. You know, when they were king, they were all destroyed because no one they can call upon to help them. Let me tell you something. The reason why we need to be faithful because faithfulness builds family and relationships. You can better help another person that is struggling, I mean, in their Christian life. But if you sit by yourself and say, I'm not going to church today. Maybe today, I mean, that day is a time that there's message that will be preached that will help your life that we help your family, that we solve the issue or the problem that you are going through in your Christian life. So it builds relationship. You meet with another person. You know, I've seen people in our church back in the Bible show, they met in the church and they got married in the church. So many people, amen? 
That is what faithfulness will do. And that is why I want to encourage every one of us, let's be faithful. It is required in a steward that a man be found faithful. And number four, faithfulness gives a clear conscience. Faithfulness gives a clear conscience. Faithfulness gives a clear conscience. When you are faithful, even if your service for the Lord doesn't have feasible result you desire, even if the circumstances go differently than you hoped, you can have a clear conscience and you can know that God is working in ways you cannot see. Amen? Let me tell you something. Faithfulness will give a clear conscience. When you are faithful to God and you are going through difficult times, you can know that you know, God is not disciplining me because of my unfaithfulness. You will be able to know that God is working everything for your own good. That is why you should not stop being faithful. It will give a clear conscience. Let me tell you something. I have seen homes that are destroyed because of their previous unfaithfulness before they got married. Let me tell you something. There was a, a story about a young lady. I mean, she aborted a child when she was single. Now, when she got married, she was unable to conceive. Are you getting me? Now, she began to have that feeling that because of the baby or because of the pregnancy that she has aborted, that is why she was unable to conceive. So, that conscience, her conscience has been disturbed. Ah, in Jenny and she started going from one church to the other, from one church to the other, from one church to the other. Let me tell you something. When you are unfaithful, it will catch up with you in the future. So faithfulness will give you a clear conscience. Even if the result that you are hoping for does not come, or if the things that you are expecting or does not change, or the circumstances you are in does not change, you can have a clear conscience that God is working in ways you cannot see. Amen? I mean, God is working it for your good. God is working everything to the glory of God. You know, do what you do. Don't give room for Satan to abuse you. Clear conscience because you are living for God. Don't give room for Satan to abuse you. Say, hey, listen, you remember when you were young and all the girls that you, you used to mess around with, that is why... Listen, when you are faithful to God, you don't give room for Satan to abuse. The Bible says, lest Satan get advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. You know, he will always, he's not looking for empty space, but he's just looking for a hole to get into your life. So that is why every minute of your life, be faithful to God. God wants faithfulness. Listen, it, it, don't think, oh, our pastor wants us to come to church every time. It's not about coming to church to show your faithfulness. But what about your Bible reading? Your devotion to your family? Your devotion to your God? Fearing God? Being faithful to that? All these things are helpful to you. Listen, if you, if you are not faithful, it does not move God an inch. But everything, the Bible says, a faithful man we are bound with blessing. Why is it difficult to obey God? Kilo shall you tell me that you are not going to be able to do it? Why is it difficult to obey God? 
Why is it difficult for Christians to obey God? Because if I know that this thing is going to be good for me, to obey my in can you dara for me? Kilo I find it so difficult to do something that is good for me. Because we always want to do something that is not good. That we hurt our future. That we hurt our life. Faithfulness. Faithfulness. We give a clear conscience. And lastly, faithfulness produces fruits. Amen. Faithfulness produces fruits. No, no farmer quits in disappointment at not seeing the crops the day after he plants his face. He knows it takes time. Similarly, fruit in Christian life, both the fruit of the Spirit and the fruit of souls, takes time to multiply. And those who are faithful reap the benefit of seeing its develop. I think I told the story about a bamboo tree, China bamboo tree. You know, it takes... Uh, Five months to plant it. You wait it for, I think, five, maybe, maybe five years, something like that. Uh, five years or five months to wait it. And you have to wait it every day. If you miss a day, the bamboo is not going to grow. But after you wait it for five consecutive years, and you have to do that every day for five years, it will not even come out from the ground. Then after five years, when it started coming out within five weeks, it will grow to be tall, tall bamboo tree. And that tells us persistency, that faithfulness is the key in everything that you do. You may not see the fruits today. But the more you are faithful, the more you are faithful, one day you are going to reap the benefit. Five years before it comes out, and you have to water it, for five years, then after five years, within five weeks, it will grow rapidly. That is what the Bible says in the book of Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing. Amen? Let us not be weary in what? In well-doing. We shall reap if we faint not. So the Bible is telling us that we are going to reap. Let me tell you something. You cannot outgive God. You cannot give too much to God. You cannot say, God, I'm giving you too much of my time. God, I'm giving you too much of my money. God, I'm giving you too much of my life. God, I'm giving you too much of myself. You can never outgive God. God has a way. God has a way of blessing you. And God has a way of making things come out for good. Let me tell you something. It may take years. It may take long time. But you cannot outgive God. You can never outgive God. God has a way of blessing you. Are you going to be faithful? Moreover, it is required in his two word that a man be found faithful. Are you going to be faithful to church? Are you going to, be, are you going to show up every time the door of the church is open? Do you want to live your life for God? Do you want to be blessed by God? The Bible says, Faithful man shall abound with blessings. You know, sometimes we often, I mean, neglected this benefit of faithfulness. And we think there's no purpose, there's no reason in serving the Lord. There's no reason in living for God. But God blesses faithfulness. It may take so many times 
but you can have a clear conscience. Just like I, I look at the life of uh, Jacob when he served Laban for so many years. You know what I say? Say, herein shall my faithfulness answer for me in that day. Listen, when you are faithful to someone or when you are faithful to things, you're able to say, my faithfulness will answer for me. God wants to be faithful to your family. Husbands, God wants to be faithful to your wife. That is what God requires from you. Young people, God wants you to be faithful to the Lord in your body. God wants you to be faithful in everything that you do. Wives, God wants you to be faithful to your husband. Because faithfulness will give you clear conscience. It will help you. And it will produce fruits. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you this morning for the Bible. You know, if, if there's only one advice I can, advise, I can tell people, I can give to people. One thing I would tell people is, God wants to be faithful. God requires faithfulness. And God blesses faithfulness. Father, I pray that we open the spiritual understanding of the people so that they can see the need for them to be faithful. Father, I pray that we help our church to grow. Help us to be faithful to you in everything that we do. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done for us. And we ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, let's stand up on our feet. I know that uh, the Lord has spoken to your heart and you've been blessed uh, this morning. Let's stand up as we... Uh, Let's stand up. Listen, don't forget, uh, tonight, Baptist, uh, the, while we are Baptist, we want to continue. And we want to look at the letter B of the Baptist. What does that stand for? The letter B of the Baptist, what it stands for. We are going to uh, talk about that, hit on that, and teach on that. Amen? So let's be here tonight, 5.30, uh, as we look at the subject of why we are Baptist. <laughs>